You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, going through a Gemara and Kedushan that uh, deals with Yifaz Tower, and actually we're going to start a little bit before the Gemara talks about Yifaz Tower, and I think it'll give us a an understanding of what is really going on with that. It really starts with a question about the, the very uh, the halacha of Eved Ivri. We know that the Eved Ivri um, is is an unusual and, according to Chazal, uh, a wrong type of life. It's a life that we understand how it happens. We understand that it's part of society. We understand what drives it, but we're not happy with it. Um, you know, Chazal say that that the Kaisra weren't meant to be avodim. Chazal say it's a pagam mishpocha for for a family to have a, 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 a daughter who's been sold as a Oma Ivriyah. And yet it's one Ivri is also a very a difficult thing to understand. Um, we know people need to pay off their their debts. People need to be able to, uh, if especially if they've stolen. We sort of understand it in a righteous way that this person should have to pay for his for his crime and money, but it isn't just a debtor's prison or you'll work it off. You actually have the din of, of an evid. And although slave might be not be the best translation, we know that what happens there is unnatural. And one of the unnatural aspects of it is that um, the slave can decide to stay a slave. Now, one of the things that's done, of course, is the ritzia, is the drilling of a of a hole into the slave's ear. Now, um, in a there's a machlokas which spot in the ear. It sounds like it's actually in a spot where there is cartilage, and therefore it would be considered wounding someone. If they would be, if you would, if you would actually injure them in such a way. So the Gemara has a question. So an evidently Kohen should not go through that process. So even though a Yisrael also um, goes through that process and he is wounded in a way that you don't normally have a right to do. You don't normally have a right to take a drill and puncture parts of a person's cartilage in his ear. And yet it's part of the process of an of, 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 of Evid Ivri, if the Evid decides he wants to stay. But a Kohen would not be part of that whole process at all. Why? Because the Kohen, the Chachamim say, becomes a Balmum. Hmm. So what's what does that mean? He becomes a Balmum. Why is that a problem? So the Gemara explains that the reason is, is that the Pasuk says, Vishov el Mishpachto. When the Pasuk refers to uh, an Eved who leaves his indentured servitude, it says he goes back to his family. Meaning, he goes back to it to the type of greatness that his family had, and part of being a Cohen's greatness is being able to serve in the base of Mikdash. and that can't happen if he becomes a Balmum. Now, Rashi points out that had it not been for that Pasek, then we would say, look, this is this is the process of, of becoming an Eved. And part of the process of becoming an Eved is you've now ruined your prospects of being uh, an Oved anymore because you're going to have a wound in your ear that 
is an external wound that means you can no longer serve in the base of Mikdash as a Kohen. But that's part of the deal. But the says, since it sounds like there can be a, a re-assertion uh, of the Kohen's role, and that's not possible, it must be that a Kohen does not go through this process. He goes through other things, as we're going to see in a minute, but not this. Hmm. So, on the heels of that question, the Gemara asks, well, maybe he's not part of, of, of many other parts of the process of being an Evid. If, 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 if part of there's somehow this is a temporary aberration for him to become to serve. And by the way, there is an Isser of asking a Kohen to serve you. There's an Isser if 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 a Kohen uh is, is at the table and you want him to pass stuff or to go schlep things for you. There's an there's a, a mitzvah sase vikidashto. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to to use a Kohen for service. And this seems to be a mitzvah. And yet here, the Kohen, since he agrees to become an Ebed, is now his whole life is being a, a servant. Now, it's not it's not the servant in the antebellum south, but here we see even the state of being an Ebed does run counter to the normal relationship you have to this Kohen. You'll see what I'm getting at soon. So clearly, Avdus itself is counter to the normal Yachas, one needs to have to Kohanim. But yet the Torah clearly does not differentiate between a Kohen and a non-Kohen. And a Kohen, if he's caught stealing or wants to sell himself, could sell himself and now becomes an Eved. And he now owes work to the master based on the money that was given on his behalf. But now the Gemara wants to know about one of the salient features of being an Eved. One of the salient features of being an Eved is that you are a stud, that you can be used, your primal juices as a man can be tapped into in order to use your 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 sexual material to create more human beings that will be avodim. That is that is one of the, and that is true for inevitably. So the question is, does a Kohen have this? Can he be, once he's an Evid, does he does he go the whole nine yards as an Evid? It seems like he doesn't become a Nirza, but during the period beforehand, the first six years, is he like a regular Evid? That was a question that they asked in the base Medrash. So the Gemara says, do we say Chidushu? There's a Chidush to allow an Eved to sleep and be a stud. Chidushu. And if it's a Chidush, Loshna Kohanim, Loshna Yisro. Now, does Chidush mean that an Isra of the Torah was allowed? Well, Rashi says, yes, we we allowed a Shivcha. But what is the Isra of a Shivcha to a Yisrael? If you remember, we learned the Rambam last week that it's only Midravana. The only shivcha that's also from the Torah is a shivcha, according to the Rambam, that's nechrefes, that's living with another Evid already. But a shivcha who's unattached, remember, there's no kedushin to her, but there's no Easter daraisa either. So what is the chidush here? Now, again, according to Targum Unkavus, you might remember from last week, Targum Unkavus says that it's the law of Losia Kedesha. That when you have sex that doesn't, cannot be marriage, even if it's done for some greater purpose, like to produce slaves, it isn't just for the fun of sex. That's called Kedesha. Losia Kedesha. So according to Targum Unkavus, the Gemara is saying here that we are matir and isur, and isur zikadesha. Remember, I mentioned last week the Rambam is very aware of Unkelis, but doesn't seem to believe Unkelis is alpi alpi alocha. 
The Rambam gave a whole Musa reason why it's terrible to to live with a shivcha because you lose yours because you're losing the holy seed and it's be, turning into an evid. You lose patrimony, and, and that itself is a terrible psychological uh, wound in a person. But according to the Rambam, there is no true Isser de Araisa that's being abrogated. So what's the chidush to allow a regular Yisrael to live with a shivcha? To like Unkos, I understand. Rashi seems to say clearly that there is an Isser, because Rashi says we're matir shivcha knanis. Rashi seems to be holding like Unkos. So if we learn like Unkos and like Rashi, not like the Rambam, the Gemara is saying, once one Isser is mutter, the other Isser should be mutter. And what other Isser is there for a Kohen? The other Isser for a Kohen would be Zona. Every Shivcha, because the assumption is, now again, the assumption is that she has had sexual relations. If Let's say she was taken from uh, in war and turned into a Shivcha, and she was taken post the age of three, so the assumption is that she's no better than any Gioris, and any Gioris would have a din of a zona to a Kohen. So that would be that would be what the Gemara is saying, that if we're matter one is we should matter another one. O Dilma, the Gemara says, Shiny Kaihanim, Hoyovaribanakos of Mitzvah Yaseros. Kohanim have a lot of mitzvahs that other Jews don't have. Um, they can't become Tame. Uh, to Tomei Tumas Mace. It's also for them to come Tumas Mace. There's various women they can't marry. They can't marry a Gerusha. What's wrong? They can't, right? A Kohen Godel can't marry an Almona. So because of that, they seem to be on a higher level than a Yisrael. So yes, even according to Unkelus, to the Yisrael, we're Mater the Yisr of Shivcha, but a Kohen. We're not going to just be mater for uh, for a Kohen. We're being mater in Israzona. That we're not going to do because a Kohen has all these other mitzvos, and therefore maybe this parsha doesn't apply to him. But Rav says mutter. Rav says a Kohen is mutter in the Shivcha Kananis. And that would mean, according to Rashi, that he would be forced to do it. He'd be forced to play the stud, according to Rav. Shmuel says. Shmuel felt it was Osir. The Gemara rejects Shmuel. The Gemara says that, that even though we paskin that an Evid, a Kohen, doesn't, he doesn't become a Nirza, the reason is, as the Chachamim say, because you're wounding him and you're causing him to be a Balmum. But if an Evid is never able to live with a Shivcha, then the rationale to being a Nirtza is that I love my wife. That couldn't happen. So it must be that a Kohen could have a Shivcha, the Gemara says. Shmuel is rejected. A Kohen who's an Eved, we are Matir, the Isser of Zona. Not just the Isser Kedesha, the Isser of Zona. So on that, the Gemara wants to now ask, well, what do we if if we're passing that way? What about the parsha of Yifas Toar? Is a kohen mutter be Yifas Toar? Well, we just saw that when the sometimes the Torah has outliers, the Torah has things that are not from the norm. The Torah has situations which, 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 which are irregular. Maybe the strange parsha of Yifas Toar should also apply to a Kohen. So this really gets us into, again, the other question, what Avera is being allowed by Yafas Toar? What Avera is being allowed by Yafas Toar? So, let's take a look. Iboilu, Kohen ma'u b'Yafas Toar. Chidishu loshna Kohen loshna Yisrael, odilma shayni kawanim oiv riben mitzvah Yiseros. Now, by earlier, we said the Isser is Shifcha, which is the is Isser of Kedesha, according to Unculus. What Isser is there now with the Goya? Okay. Well, I guess it would definitely be Kedesha, according to Unculus. According to Unculus, if, if there's an Isser of 
a, 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 a sexual act that has no possibility of being a marriage act because the person you're having it with, you cannot be married to. That is called Kadesha. Even if it's she's not someone who makes her living as a, as a zona, as a whore. That's already the Isra of Kadesha. If we pass like Onkelis, which I told you the Ramam doesn't, then it then it should come out that Yifas Tawar is the Isra Kadesha is being allowed. And again, the Gemara seems to have the same Shaila then, according to Onkelis and Rashi. We're Mater Kadesha. Let's be Mater Zona, the same way we're Mater it by an Evan. According to the Rambam, however, we, we have to figure out what is there, is it that we're talking about? What is there are we talking about? Once again, we don't know what the Isser was by Shivcha. What's the Isser by Yifas Toar? So let's take a look. So the Gemara says, Rav says Mutter again. Rav is, is the Mako. Shmuel Omar Osir. Then the Gemara's two Lashonas, Mavir Shoda, to Koyamu Pigadishari, Votibritero King and the Yetzahara. Everybody would say the first Bia is Mutter, Kohen or Yisrael. So again, according to, according to, uh, the Rashi and the Unculus, that would be the Isra of Kadesha. It would also be, by the way, for the Kohen, it would be a double Isra. It would be the Isra of Zona as well. It would be two Isurim for the Kohen. So everybody would say that is all right. Because lo dibra Torah Sahara. A very incredible statement. Now you could say this parsha has to be connected Sahara. But I actually believe that the statement has very great ramifications, especially during this period of of, of dealing with the Eight Sahara and trying to come up with the best way to navigate our way through Avedis Hashem and recognizing what the Eight Sahara is about. Um, the Torah is all about the antidote for the Eid Sahara. That's really what the Torah is. When the Torah speaks to us, it really, being the Ben Torah you should be, Ben or Bas Torah or human of Torah you should be, then you are zero on the Eid Sahara. And therefore we're saying that as much as based on standard halacha, this checks the box of Kedesha and checks the box of Zona. But there's something bigger here. And that is the Torah's knowledge that this is Yetzirah territory. In other words, going to Milchama and in this situation, this is almost impossible unless we somehow turn this into a mitzvah or at least have a, a process. Because otherwise you have the Yetzirah in all its glory. Let me try to explain what I just said. When he introduces the mitzvah yifas toar, connects it with something that is not by the parsha yifas toar. Take a look. When an army enters into the non-Jewish territory, and they have conquered, and they are taking captives. They are allowed to eat nevelos and trefos. They can eat chazir. If they're hungry, and this is what they find, they don't have to send out back to the um, Osher Ad that's on the border uh, and, and, and send back some 
some fresh kugel and deli meat. You're hungry now? You've won already. Remember, they, they've already, they've already, I mean, they've got the tanks. They have the, the better military. The other guys have basically thrown away their guns. But now they're hungry. That was tough, that battle. Hey, you know what we need? What do we got over here? We we got bacon? We we got slices of, of ham hocks? What do we got? Some dead coarse meat? Put it on the grill. What do we got to drink? Oh, we just ransacked this 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 base of Odazara. Yeah? What do you got over there? Well, we got this wine. That wine was supposed to that that, that they were using on the Mizbeach. I'm thirsty. Bring that over here. But Sarge, if we wait two hours, we could get some get some Mug and David Mug and David wine. Now, everybody, drink. And this is based on a pasuk, ubatim mileim kol tuv, that you can conquer and take all of that stuff. It isn't just oh, it's pikuach nefesh. We've got to do this. We're going to die unless we eat uh, eat these ham hocks and drink this Avodah wine. No. This is a din in the Torah that when you are a conqueror and you're a soldier and you're over there these and you're hungry, it doesn't mean you have a mitzvah to eat treif, but, if, but you don't have to wait. You don't have to say, look, I'm going to be the from boy and wait. You could go and eat that stuff. It's with this halacha the Rambam explains the din of Yafas Torah. My Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, said that the reason why this all goes together is because That's what a kovesh is. You, you're in kovesh mode. You're in conquering mode. Even after you've won, in order to conquer, you have to turn yourself into almost like a savage, aggressive power person to do that. And therefore, that's why you can be boiled this woman as well. Because that's what that's what conquerors do. That's what they do. They take them. They right. now the difference is when it comes to the wine and the pig, just take it. When it comes to the woman, there's a little bit of a deal with this. There's a little bit of a deal that you need to do a process. Know this: you can be like the conquering would employ was to have their women hoard up first as a method perhaps to find out secrets to delay to use them as a means to weaken the the conqueror but then there was a, a, a secondary aspect and that was the women didn't just do it because they were good soldiers. They also did it because this was their chance to live. Their chance to live would make sure that they appeared as sexual as possible to the conquering armies. That was their, that was their lifeline to be able to survive. And therefore, it was this has happened all the time. These women were always out there. It, this isn't just a case of you know some sort of military operation, and you discover a a a, a cachet of civilians, and there's a, a very pretty girl among them. It was standard practice for the army that was for the for the armies that were being conquered or that were losing 
to employ, and the women were part of this to to do what they could to survive. And part of it was they had special dresses that were actually meant to generate the attention of the conquering armies. And therefore, the Torah allows that. But the Torah puts a stipulation, as the Rambam says, that you need to basically take her into your house and you need to have her uh, be involved, as we're going to see in the Pesukim and the Torah, and stay in your house. She has to shave her head. She has to do her nails. She has to take off all that sexy clothes that she was wearing. And you aren't able to to, to have a secondary relationship with her, the Rambam says, until you actually have something called Nisuin, conquering part that's being that's being highlighted. And therefore, this is Yetzirah territory 101. But we can't douse this Yetzirah. So therefore, the Gemara wants to know, well, as we said, maybe uh, the Biyarishona, the Gemara, the Gemara says that the Kohen is going to be Mutarin, because that we know. Rav says if he wants her even afterwards, it'll be Mutar, even though she's basically a, she's basically a Zona slash Gioris. So here we have another principle that once a situation is mutter, it's mutter. The Torah doesn't clamp down on it. So the Torah says, look, this whole process is mutter. The whole process. The whole process is mutter. With all these surim involved, this is mutter. Shmuel says no. Shmuel says she's a gioris. Gioris or Kohen Lochazia. What was she before? She was a Zona. Okay. But now things are normal. Now that you brought her in her house, what happens now is you turn her into a Gioris. So here we have the Gemara telling us that the Yafas Tawar is a Gioris. Now, when does she become a Gioris? Are you Magaya her? Before she, you bring her to your house? After the 30 days? When does she become this Gioris? And what sort of Gioris is it? Mushimakabal Mitzvah? Is that what's going on? Well, it's hard to say that she was Makabal Mitzvah and that she's a regular Gioris, because let's take a look at the Parsha, shall we, of Yafastoar inside? Let's take a look at the Psukim inside for a second. God helps you win. You're, you've taken captives. But and you see in, in her captivity, a beautiful woman, you desire her. Now, here's the question. That term seems to indicate that you you do lekuchen to her, and even though she's a non-Jew, kedushin happens. You bring her to your house, you shave her head, her nails grow long, she rids herself of all those sexual accoutrements that made her so desirous. She sits She sits in your living room. You bump into her, as Rashi says, based on this on the medrash, every single time you walk into the house. And she'll cry for her father and mother for a month. Then you will have relations with her, have sex with her. Now, what was she before? It says, what happens the second time? What happens over here after this month when you decide to have sex with her again, this Biyashniya that the Gemara is talking about? It's, we see in the Gemara she was already a Giyiris, and that's why Shmuel's Svara was a Kohen can't do this second part. 
But then the Gemara says, if she's a Giyaris, if you don't want her. Now, what does that mean? It's not after the second sex. Well, again, you know, again, assuming that there was a sex the first time. So, but the point is, if you decide after the month that you don't want to go through with this, she's not the beauty you thought she was. She cries too much. Whatever it is, you're not the same guy you were a month ago. You send her away. You can't sell her, even though in some way you seem to own her. You can't just you can't make her do work. You can't just say, okay, uh, you're you're going to hang around the house, but you're going to do menial tasks. Why? What does that mean? Because you have pained her. So we the same term is used by a rape of a young girl. So it's from this phrase, tachas asher iniso, you see that even if he doesn't want to go through the second process, that he probably did something earlier. So even though the Torah didn't say exactly that you had sex with her, just said you desired her and you took her for a wife, from this Pasik and Pasik Yudalid, you could imply that something did happen earlier. And that's how we know there is some sort of, there is a Biyarishona from the end of the Parsha. Okay. But when did the Geiris, when, when was she this Gioris? Right? Is she a Gioris when you decide you want her? Or is she Gioris before? Not clear. If she's a Gioris during the first 30 days that she's in your house, what sort of Gioris is that? And the second question is, it says if you don't want her, you send her away as a non-Jew. How are you sending away a, a Jew? Or, or was it a Gioris or wasn't it? The Gemara calls her a Gioris, but it's not clear what sort of Gioris this is. This is a Gairus that seems to be even worse than the Gairus of our Evid from last week, our 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 our, our, our Shifcha Kananis or our, our Evid Kanani. The reason why I think it's worse is because there's almost there there was basically a I, I know if, if you would call it a rape, but something very similar to a rape that began this. And then she's brought to your house as what? This is the, and again, this is really something that the Ramban and Chumash struggles with to try to figure out. And I think it behooves us to understand it as well. Uh, That's from the Psukima. I didn't find a good answer for it. To the parents, when she cries up to the parents, are they uh, they were killed, or or they, she just cries up to the parents because she's separated from them? Do we have any sources for that? I'm sorry, it's a side point, but I'm very... no, no, no. It's a good question. Um, the the pusik assumes she's crying over her parents. Now, your I think the the wisdom of your question is if the guy rejects her and her parents are alive, yes. she'll go She'll go back and find her parents. So what's she crying about? So therefore you're assuming that if she's crying, she's crying yes. because her parents are dead and, and they've been killed. That's, that's I think, the dots. Yes, and Those are the dots you're trying to connect. However... I'm also trying to understand the relationship between the, the soldiers... Uh, and her parents. Is she also a victim in the sense that her family was killed by the same army? Mm-hmm. Or... Okay. Miriam, Miriam, uh, uh, Rabbi Kivalevich, I think if we're dealing with Melchemet Mitzvah, the seven nations, they were all supposed to be no, killed. No, no, this this is not, no, again, it's not, the, the, it's not no, because then she would be dead if this would be Melchemet's but Mitzvah. But she's not. He took, instead, he took her home. Right, so, right, so the, the, Chazal tell her. us Chazal tell us this is Mochemis Rishus. You don't take captives in Mochemis Mitzvah. Ah, okay, never. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. And it's clear that 
that you're going out to war. You're actually going, as the Rambam says, you're going into some other country, right? Mohammed's mitzvah of the seven nations was going into our country, right? After we've already called them to peace and they've refused peace, now we're fighting them. Uh, the Rambam, and, and again, the Sifrei, Rashi, they all say that this is about a, 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 a Mohammed's Rashus, where there was a decision handed down to start a war with this other country, or maybe this country possibly was perceived as a threat. But to answer Miriam's question, I think that this girl, remember, at the end of the month, he might just decide to live with her. She ain't going back to her parents, right? Meaning she's in a Jewish world. So she's crying over parents that are alive, but She's crying that not because they're dead. She's crying because she won't be the little girl. She's not going to spend Christmas with them anymore. She's not going to spend life with them anymore. They're not going to be part of her life anymore. And that that could be the reason what we say. Uh, so, uh, so that means she's Hofshi, but she's Jewish already. Even though she was converted converted by force, basically, by rape. So that, so that is really why I'm bringing this sheer to more if he doesn't want her. Was she a Gioris at all? Did she only become a do you only send her to like does she does she go through the Gairis process at the end of 30 days when he decides he wants her? You could learn the Gemara that way. You could say that's what the what what, what the Gemara means. And that's why Shmuel says you never go that far. Um The Gemara says in the Ika de Amre that the opposite. Everybody holds a Kohen never goes to the second stage because she's a Gioris now. But the first stage, that's the question. Rav says it's about Kenegad Yetzir Hara. Shmuel says, Shmuel says it's all a package deal. If you can't bring her into your house, and eventually sleep with her as your wife, then none of this parsha makes sense. Shmuel says if she's if 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 there's a reason why a Kohen's not part of the second parsha, he's not part of the first parsha either. Now, Tosfus asks a question. We know Shmuel was knocked out from the first question today about. A shifcha knanis. The Gemara says a kohen is allowed to be a stud evid for a shifcha, and the Gemara says it's got to be, because otherwise the parsha can't apply to him. Uh, the thing about him being a balmum doesn't make sense unless he actually has had a shifcha. So what about here? We know we usually paskin like Rav in issues of Isur, but is 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 Shmuel knocked out or not? So Tosva says, Tosva says that Afogav the Gabi Shivchavo Mafag ben Birishona Lishnia, that be a Shnia Sharia, the Tosav Shmuel the Eel. When it comes to Shivcha, it would seem that we say, of course, Ishtari, it's Mutter, Kohen, don't give me Kohen. And yet, according to the Ika de Amre, which according to some postkim always is the major, when we have a question in the Gemara, and we have two Lishonos. So the Ika de Amre, if the Gemara doesn't assume, tell us any different, is usually the one that we follow. So here this Ika de Amre is telling us that the Kohen is not allowed. So why is the Kohen, Tosos is asking, why is the Kohen allowed to live with a Shifcha as an Eved and not allowed to have that secondary sex with the Yifas Torah? So Tosos says, Hosam Hainu Taima Davi Chidish Shehuter Yisrael Lo Yekodesh Gabi Yisrael Huter Nabi Gabi Kohen. Because lo yekodesh is what's being allowed. And if it's mutter, it must be mutter for a Kohen too, the Isra of Zona. Avol hocha, the chishar yegabi Yisrael, 
אין כאן חידוש. So Tosu says that the heter of the first time of having relations with this woman, this semi-rape, near the, after the battle, is not a chidush. Even though the Torah says chidushu, Tosu says it's not a chidush. And it's only oser for a kohen, elzon. In other words, eved is oser for Yisrael. So we see isurim don't count. But this Goyesha woman is 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 not an Isra for Yisrael. Having relations with this Goyesha woman on the battlefield, Tosu says it's not a Khidush for Yisrael. And a Shifcha is going to be Lo Yikadesha. But a Goya is not. I said before, shouldn't it be the same thing? Tosu says that a Shifcha is worse. Because Unkelis, when he gives you the example of a Kadesha, doesn't mention any Goy. There's something special about a Shifcha that she's more Kadesha-like, because that's what she's about. She's a human body that's meant to produce babies. Whereas this Goyesha woman, even though we don't sanction her sense of marriage, she's not a Kadesha. We don't, in other words, our marriage is not their marriage. But a, 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 an Evid is worse. A Shifcha is worse. Because a Shifcha, there's no possibility of any sort of marriage, even in her world. The world that she lives in has no marriage. Sex is only a means to produce a, 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 to produce a baby that's going to be an Evid. There's no marriage sense at all in that world. And therefore, Tosu says that by a goy, this woman, that's not called Kadesha. Well, why are you having sex with her? Well, she's beautiful. I want her. But that's not a, she's not a Kadesha. That's an empty act of sex. An empty act of sex is not Osir. Minatora. But a Furkoin it would be because that's called a Zona. Then Tosu says, Tosu says, wait. She's a Gioris. How did she become a Gioris? Maybe, maybe uh, things are a little bit different here. So Tosu says, Osa Kosov Gioris Gimura. The Torah makes her like a Gioris. Tosu says, wait. You can't have a Gioris Balkorcha, can you? So the Gemara calls her Gioris slash Zona. Tosis is wondering. A Gioris needs Kabbalah's mitzvahs. A Gioris needs to want to be part of the Jewish people. How did she get there? Gemara says the Torah makes her Gioris Gemura. Tosis really needs to be explored here, right? Tosis is saying that, right? And that's why the Gemara says that according to everybody, the second marriage, the second sex is not going to be mutter. When Yisrael goes away from Tov, the enemies try to Assail us, try to chase us. My zonach Yisrael tov, to yetsir tov. If we stay, if we are not entangled and living with our yetsir tov, oyev yirdefu. That's the yetsir hara, because the yetsir hara hates people. The yetsir hara is the enemy of people. That's the enemy. Now. The Zohar says that you want to fight the Yetzirah? <laughs> you need to throw Torah on it. That breaks it. <laughs> the thing that really is the ultimate battle, the ultimate weapon against the Yetzirah is Torah. That's what it says. <laughs> Torah, learning Torah, 
That's the key. Torah will insert itself in some If you do use Torah, the Yitzhahara will be put into your hands. It says, It works. If you truly adopt Torah, then the Yitzhahara will be conquered. This is terrible, he says. Sometimes we find the Yitzhah Tov is the prisoner. And the Yitzhah is the king. Reb Shimon said, that's the Neshama. You hear this? The, the Yifas Tovar is not, in other words, till now we said Oyvecha is fighting the Yitzhah with Torah. Now the Zohar does a 180. The Zohar says, you know who the Eishas Yifas Tovar is? You know who this woman that you have this desire for? That is the Neshama. Why? Um, and, 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 and because basically the Neshama, in a way, is, is navigating its way within the Yitzhahara. And it's only the Neshama that really is able to somehow fend off what the Yitzhahara is trying to do. When the Neshama is brought into your house, you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to strip it from its connection to the evil, connection to that external world, because that external world is what the nachash has done to it. All the basic, all the averus that have attached itself to the soul, whether it's from the cheta egel and other averus, because before it had this. Levush, the Neshamek had a holy Levush on it. The Levush that it got from Harsinai. But it lost that Levush when it committed the Chet Egel. And when it cries for its father and mother for a month, check this out. Doki Yarcha De'elul. That's this month that is ending this week. It's the month of Elul where Moshe goes up to Harsinai to Mavoy Rachamim towards Hashem, for Hashem to be Mokalas for this. And that's why she's crying for this month, her father and mother for a month. Crying over not keeping the Torah, crying for the Averis that have happened. Um, and Klal Yisrael stays away from God until Yom Kippur, when Moshe comes down. And when Moshe comes down, what happens? Klal Yisrael has been fasting that whole day. And then the king, the Shechina, and, 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 and Zeranpin bond together. That's what the Pasuk says. You'll have, you'll have relations with her and she will be your wife. Then that's where God forgives the Neshama and Klagusra for the Cheda Egel like on Yom Kippur. And that's why it says you can't sell her. So it's incredible how the Zohar, Chodosh, sees this almost in the reverse way, right? It's like this is the symbol incredibly, of tshuva. This Yafas Tawar that we're talking about, and what happens to her, she is being readied through this month of tshuva. Hopefully she will not be sent away. God will connect with her. The second Bia that we talked about, the one where the Kohen, according to Shmuel, is Osir. According to the Ikadamri, everybody holds his Osir. According to the Zohar, that's actually the, the, the moment where she recovers herself. She, Neshama regains its, its holy status that it had lost. 
the month of Elul is able to cleanse it. So really what we sort of have here is sort of a a Gioris. But according to this, this Gioris, this woman that's this forced Gioris that 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 that's the Zohar sees this this woman in her in her state as us, as the soul, as as Claudius essence. I think this this might be a reason why we sort of use this paradigm to understand ourselves. It's a terrible war is terrible. And this situation oh. Oh. is this situation is 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 something which you you, you would you say oh it's a, such a from a primitive terrible time, but the Zohar I think is allowing us a little bit of a of an inkling as to why the Torah somehow takes its gloves off here, because somehow this is the raw situation. It's a non-Jewish girl. Uh, uh, but but, but let me just make the point. When a Jewish man desires her, there's something holy about that desire. There's something about the fact that you wanted her that is somehow the mystery of why we are the Jewish people. The fact that that there's something that inspired that conquering soldier is the parallel to God choosing us and we, despite our Averis, being able to allow and that God will want us after this month and will give us the Kapar of Yom Kippur. And I think this is really, you know, it, it might at least be an indicator of the mystery that is the Fastoar. What did you want to say, Dr. Kovic? Wanted to say that um, the second, the, the Be'ashniya could be like Mishneh Torah. The first one, Har Sinai, was forced. It's Mi'ira. Oh, beautiful. Uh, the good. second one is a high level Mi'ahava that he takes her. After all that, even after her sins or whatever, she's cleansed, and he then he takes her out of love. She's a real uh, goddess. It's like a, maybe it's a Purim is connected with Esther. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. I like what you're saying. Like what you say, but again, I, 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 I hope you appreciate me bringing the Zohar in to sort of Very like so. to, to, try, to try to sort of Thank to give it a certain thing. Okay, I have a again. We should be Zohar for Hakadosh Baruch to want us. Uh, to be able to metahar ourselves uh, from the Averis that the Chada Ego have left with us and new ones that we've accumulated, a Ksiva Ksima Teva, a Gmar Ksima Teva, Mitzvah will be back more with more learning of Tsurba with the Dinim of Giyiris and on August of Giyiris. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.